0: Last week, I learned about a, well, so in one of my feeds it came up, uh, it was talking about like Pink Kryptonite and Superman. And let's talk about Kryptonite first. Kryptonite is the rock pieces of Superman's home planet. And if you bring it to Earth, it glows green and it makes him weak. It's sort of the basic version. I never bought that. So the idea that Superman, the yellow sun gives him his powers. The first problem I have is how many colors of suns are there. Because I know there's red, there's white dwarf. I don't remember what color the sun was. I might have to do research as we do this episode, which I don't know if that's good or annoying for people who are watching. If I do a search for was Krypton's sun. There you go. Came up pretty quick. So they had a red sun. It was a red dwarf. And that's probably why it was pulling the planet apart. Okay, I can accept that. A red sun does not imbue people with powers. Or I guess in this case, a red sun would take away your power. Because when you're exposed to a yellow sun, you have power. I don't know. Uh, I haven't done any research properly because that's not really what I want to talk about. But if you take a chunk of a planet that's been exposed to a red sun and bring it to earth, the radiation has changed the qualities of that chunk of rock. So my, my knowledge of Superman, let's actually get that out of the way first, primarily from the movies. My comic book knowledge overall is from the movies. Uh, so I remember one of the movies, it had Russell Crowe and he was on Krypton and they were just walking around. They didn't like fly and stuff. So the red sun and the planet they were on meant they didn't have powers, but physically, if they changed to another planet, they gained powers. But if Superman flies in space and he flies close to a red sun, he's no longer being exposed to the yellow sun. Does he have power? you can see a lot of logical flaws in what they've set up. Because mm, what happens when you change the criteria? Because we've seen him fly in space. We've seen, seen him fly to other planets. Most suns are yellow. So I can accept that. So on most planets, he would have the same or similar power levels. But if he's like a weaker sun or it's farther away, does he have less power? Or... When he's in space and there's no sort of ozone layer and it's unfiltered, does he have like excess power? Questions I don't think I'm going to get the answers to today because I just want to talk about kryptonite. Let's just talk about the base kryptonite. I had to go to the dc.fandom.com website to read all about kryptonite. I did an episode uh, on... The Hulk wearing adamantium pants. So in the Marvel Universe, adamantium is sort of the strongest metal. And the question was, if Bruce Banner put on adamantium pants and then turned into the Hulk, basically the question was, would he be crushed or would he explode the adamantium pants? And I went into it in great detail. I believe it's like the first or second episode of C. McBee. So if you want to go back and visit that, you absolutely can. That one is pre-YouTube. Uh, I mean, before I started, not before YouTube existed, but before I started using YouTube. So you can only get that one in audio. But if you want to listen to that, it is available on the CMCB website. It's called Hulk's Adamantium Pants. I ended up having to change all the criteria to actually make the experiment work. But that's good science, is knowing when to change up your criteria uh, to abandon the original experiment. Green kryptonite. That's what we want to talk about because that is the, the base one. Green Kryptonite is easily the most abundant and first discovered. Uh, It's the first one introduced in the comics. And then, of course, like every comic, they have to like make variations of everything to try to keep it interesting. The green variety of kryptonite sapped Kryptonians of their strength provided by a yellow sun. They initially get flu-like symptoms and would quickly get weaker until death, if not removed from the radiation. Humans can be adversely affected by the minerals radiation as well with sufficient long-term exposure. And it can be carcinogen carcinogenic as a result so basically for humans kryptonite is radioactive and you get sick and you die it might take a while for kryptonians it is generally instantaneous the way they do it in the books and movies and stuff so last week i read an article and it was just a very short thing i don't remember where it was from actually it was saying there is pink kryptonite and Uh, pink stuff has an implication in society at large. And it might be an impression that you believe in, or you think should be changed. I actually don't care. (laughs) Let's get that out of the way first. Pink kryptonite. I knew there were different colors of kryptonite that had different effects on Superman. Pink kryptonite turned him gay. And you might be thinking, what I was thinking uh, which was, wow, the 50s were a wild time when they could make jokes about pretty much anything, and it was acceptable. And people, of course, at that time would have gone, haha, Superman's gay, how how delightful. I don't know uh, what a 50s accent would be like. How delightful. I don't know, I've suddenly uh, the 50s is British. Um, I shouldn't go with the, the happy German for every accent, which is, I'm thinking of doing a whole episode as the happy German. I'm now thinking about all the accents I can do. Uh, We've been playing Vermintide. And in Vermintide, the character I play, uh, he's got this sort of like faux, posh British accent. But every time he does a voice line, I want to go, I will execute you all. And that brought up the question is, has everyone in history ever actually gone? Because that's not like a thing I made up. I've seen it in cartoons and stuff, but. Is there anyone who ever just made a sound after a a full sentence? Like a verbal period. I don't know uh, if you who listen to this have any historical context for that. I would actually be really interested in it. That could be a full episode as I go through the history of someone who went when they spoke. Okay, so Pink Kryptonite, the way it was described in the article I read, was Superman is exposed to pink kryptonite. He loses all interest in Lois Lane and starts showing a lot of interest towards Jimmy Olsen, which is a very subtle way of saying pink kryptonite turns you gay. Yeah, and I thought, wow, man, the 50s, that is a perfectly appropriate joke. It's not really funny anymore. And then I found out that that came out in 2004, which was not long enough ago for that to be funny or a joke that would actually make sense anymore. So let's go back but to the pink kryptonite. So I've pulled up the dc.fandom.com wiki about kryptonite, and I've gone to the pink kryptonite section. In Supergirl, volume four, number 79, when Linda Dav- Danvers takes the original Kara Zor-El's place and arrives at the pre-crisis era, this is none of this makes sense to me. There is a comical scene where Superman is apparently exposed to pink kryptonite, with the implication that it temporarily turned him gay. That does, of course, open a lot of questions. Uh, Oh, the second part, I should read that before I go on. Justice League Action Shorts sports Metallo's kryptonite heart being transmuted into pink kryptonite by Firestorm, uh, no explanation of how that happens, which flips the physical genders of Kryptonians, having turned Superman into a woman of steel instead. The second one, I got a lot of questions about. So let's let's do the first one. It makes you gay. How does that work? Um, I guess it's magic. It's just comic book magic. So they wanted to make a joke about Superman being gay and showing attention to Jimmy Olsen. It's supposed to be comical. They say that in the thing. In 2004, that actually wouldn't be as comical as people seem to think it would have been. Comics seem to be lagging behind. They're doing almost an overcorrection in the catch-up which might be a problem because they had that show. There's a show came out on Netflix and it was all gay characters. And every joke in the ad was about being gay. And I actually think that's going too far the other way. I understand the need for this, but uh, if that's your only joke, it stops being funny really fast. Uh, And then one of the jokes in the commercial for this show was about pandering to gay people and how that's a bad thing. But then I was like, you have gone so far that the only joke you're saying is that we're gay action heroes, gay superheroes. How is that any different? What they really need is just gay people being normal. Like not being flamboyant. I have several gay friends and they do not act like any of the cliches that I would have seen in media. So the fact that someone is gay in a story should not be important is actually where we need to get to so it just becomes a fact like they are attracted to this person or this gender and that's it it's becomes a non-issue now i understand that that's a very simplistic view of it and there's a lot more to it but 2004 you think turning superman gay temporarily because of pink kryptonite the pink kryptonite is the bit i actually found funny uh, because that was also very cliche so you could see the thought process of the artist of the writer. It was a nineteen fifty. It was a nineteen fifties mindset, in my view, and that was one of the weird bits. Is I was like, this is antiquated, and I've talked about. I live in Japan. I've talked about Japanese comedy and stuff being incredibly antiquated. Like it's still in the fifties and sixties and body shaming and all that stuff. Uh, I'm waiting for Japan to catch up, and I I'm wondering. There's a resistance to change in Japan. I think it's going to take a long, long time. It's going to take generations and generations. I'm hoping YouTube and TikTok uh, comedians who aren't basically funded by mass media are going to be the ones who make those changes. And they will speak to a younger generation in a new and different way. And then we're going to get up to the 2010s level comedy. But that's still... uh, not the topic it's it's still way way distant in the future but the second part of that the the second article where they seem to have tried to flip it justice league action shorts changes superman into a woman of steel instead but they don't give away any sort of the characteristics of female superman which is just superwoman so it's like that's already been done what does it matter superwoman isn't a special unique thing. If he turned into super if he was superman and turned into a woman and struggled with the idea of being in a female body, that would have been more interesting because having his heterosexual male brain in a woman's body, that's something to come to terms with, that is actually a plot point. I don't know if again these comics are hitting that level of subtlety. I don't think I could write that well. So I tend to judge others if I feel like I could do better, I feel justified in judging them. I don't think I could write the storyline I just mentioned well. So the pink kryptonite turns kryptonians gay. And then there is the question of what does it do to a gay kryptonian? Assuming there is one. You, you could make the uh, very right-wing idea that there are no gay kryptonians and you need this special power to turn people gay. And then what, what do you do with that? I don't want to see that story written, but yeah, we could assume that there's X amount of people. And then you get into all the different gender issues. Like if you're pansexual and you're exposed to pink kryptonite, do you become asexual? Is it the opposite of what you are? And then if that's the case, what is the opposite of someone who's bisexual? or pansexual, or I i have to apologize. My terminology is going to be way out of date because I just don't keep up on this stuff. And uh, honestly, most of it doesn't apply to me because I am so boring. I am so heterosexual, it's almost offensive. Actually, I'm so heterosexual, it probably is offensive to someone. <laughs> so the second bit though, where it seems like they tried to change it up, where it has turned Superman into a woman of steel instead. That is an interesting question, Uh, not necessarily because they become a woman, but the actual physical transformation, because what happens and how quickly does it happen? Is it instantaneous? Like And I'm a woman, like panel one, I'm a man of steel, and then I'm exposed to pink kryptonite, and that's panel two. And then panel three, I've just transformed into a woman. Like, did my genitals... Did my penis get sucked up into my body and turn into a uterus? I, you know, I don't even know how that's going to work. But is that painful? Is it just like a puff of magic and I change? That would be an interesting thing to talk about or to go through. It would be interesting if the change was slow, if the exposure set into uh, action a transformation that took time so that he could, it would almost be like a second puberty. Uh, where he evolves into a woman over time, would be a, a very interesting set of questions to ask and try to answer. I didn't read the comics. I didn't read this comic, I don't know. Uh, then, of course, just like adamantium, adamantium, there are 8 million different kinds of kryptonite. So green kryptonite makes you weak. That one was fair. The next one that comes up is red kryptonite. Is an unexpected consequences... And what happens varies from exposure to exposure. Turning into a dragon, excessive hair growth, gaining telepathy, etc. I don't think you can drop this list in and then just hit etc. Turning into a dragon is enough of an effect. So, do they mean Superman turns into a dragon? Uh, this was enough for me to go, I need to read a little bit more about kryptonite. That is an excessive thing. It was one thing to switch genders. So me being a man, I'm exposed to pink kryptonite, and then I become a woman. The speed and stuff is actually the, the bit I would actually find more interesting. But turn into a dragon is a pretty big leap. So we get into the red kryptonite article, uh, the history Superman has suffered the following effects upon exposure to various pieces of red kryptonite. Transformed into a dragon. These should be uh, in order of severity, I guess. Because the second one is became evil. But become evil is nothing when you compare it to transformed into a dragon. It just made him grumpy versus he changed physical states into something else. And does that affect only, to me, swapping out someone into from a human shape to a dragon is significant enough that you wouldn't just get over that. Transformed into a non-powered giant, transformed into a dwarf, transformed into an ant-headed humanoid, transformed into a lunatic, uh, that can actually just be smashed, smashed up there with evil, Rendered amnesiac, rendered temporarily blind to anything green, excessive hair growth, loss of power, gained telepathy, and began to grow a beard. Which is an interesting set of conditions. Is the beard connected to the telepathy? Does he not grow a beard? Because I remember reading a thing where Superman, the way he shaved was he got a mirror out, because razors couldn't cut his hair. He got a mirror out. And he shot his laser eyes into the mirror at his face and burned the hair off. That was the only way he could shave. It does not explain interestingly how he gets haircuts, which I'm sure is in there somewhere. Uh, excessive hair growth, loss of power, uh, lost his invulner- invulnerability along the left side of his body is very specific generated an evil doppelganger. Uh, used in the movie Superman three. I remember that where he split into two people unable to speak or write anything, but kryptonese growth of extra limbs, loss of balance and manual dexterity, mental transference, rapid aging, personality alteration. While well, the second one was became evil. So that actually is just the same thing. Three Phantom Zone criminals used their mind power beams by combining red kryptonite dust with green kryptonite dust in space, which caused Superboy to permanently lose his superpowers. But I bet he got them back or something else happened. Caused teenage Jor L to age to manhood when he visited Smallville. That's a TV show, I assume. Combined with green and white kryptonite, it was able to restore some of Superman's lost powers and shrinking. Uh, so it's also just like it's cold. That list is ridiculous and honestly unacceptable one substance should not have that many varied effects on a single individual like if something's poisonous it's poisonous it doesn't it isn't poisonous one day and then uh turns you into a otter the next day they would need to this is the problem with comic books i was actually thinking about comic books the other day in the Sailor Moon thing. So one of the problems I have with comic books is is everyone gets overpowered. Like everyone's powers grow, uh, they get stronger, they do more variation, stuff like that. Everyone gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Sailor Moon does a very interesting thing. is at the end of every season. They actually generally kill off, or end of series. They kill off all the characters and then you'll actually notice they come back again but they don't know each other. And that's because they've actually been reincarnated. And that is a great way to be able to start the story again. You have the same characters, you can alter their relationships, you can alter their powers, but you can start from zero because they've been reincarnated. And you can actually go through the origin story again. This is one of the problems with Batman is he has a single origin story and we've seen it a million times and that's why we don't really want to see it anymore. Uh, But to every new generation, they don't get to see this actual very sort of dramatic origin story in the Batman movie. So they probably won't be able to anymore. Sailor Moon can have multiple origin stories because the dramatic death at the end of the series, everyone's sad and they cry and stuff like that. But then you can turn around and start again. You could make them slightly different people with slightly different personalities and slightly different relationships. And you can actually alter their powers because they've gone through a new life cycle. And I think because they've actually done like universe ending events and they have the multiple universes in both Marvel and DC. And that's dumb. What they really need to do is decide, are we going to kill people off and kill them off permanently, which they cannot do because people buy the names. They buy Superman comics, they buy Batman comics. I don't mind the multiple universes, but then it gets confusing. Because then, of course, someone's going to do like, oh, what if someone from universe A goes over to universe B and they fight or they disagree and stuff like that? What they really should do is have universe-ending events where actually everyone struggles against it and they actually die. And then accept reincarnation as a narrative element and bring them back and start again. And then you can make slight alterations. Like, of course, Superman's still going to be a noble person overall. Uh one of the mistakes they would make would be like, oh, this time he's going to be a dick. I think they did that when they split him into like four supermen uh to sort of lower his his powers. The mistake they made was they made him personality change as an asshole because one of the things you like about the relationships we've seen between like say Superman and Batman is them building that relationship, building trust, coming together, becoming friends, uh having difficulties. And you would only have to make slight changes to their personalities to create new storylines. And that's what these things are actually about most of the time, is the storylines more than anything else. I did enjoy the kryptonites though, so let's get back to a couple of different kryptonites. So that's red. Red is ridiculous. So green makes you sick, pink makes you gay, or changes your physical gender. But doesn't actually say whether it changes you into a mental woman or a physical woman. Uh, or a, you remain a mental man. Sorry, misspoke. Gold kryptonite is a rare form of the mineral would destroy a Kryptonian's ability to process yellow sunlight, thus permanently removing their superpowers. It is otherwise not otherwise harmful to Kryptonian life. Again, pretty severe because once you permanently remove their superpowers, the next storyline is them trying to get their superpowers back, but then you shouldn't use the term permanently. Blue kryptonite, has the same effect on bizarros as green kryptonite does on normal kryptonians. It is also the antidote to the effects of red kryptonite. So if I get close to red kryptonite and turn into a fucking dragon, you just have to get blue kryptonite close to me and I will turn back into a regular Superman. Which I don't think it should be that simple. I think the exposure should be uh, lengthy to make the changes and it should be just as likely to turn you back. I don't think it should be. Stories with the A, B system of uh, powers. You're actually talking about like the old Kung Fu movies where the bad guy has a special move. That special move is unbeatable until the hero learns a different move that counters that special move. Uh, And then he gets into a position where he can use it and he beats the bad guy. Those stories are lame because that plot device is lame. Uh, And so turning Superman into a dragon should not be simple. Turning him back from a dragon into a humanoid, Kryptonian, should be more difficult. So if you make someone sick and it takes a week, it should take a month for them to get better, something like that, uh, to get back to like full strength. Turning into a dragon should take a long time and turning him back into a human because again he is kryptonian should take significantly longer and it should be a problem for years to come and it's again it actually goes back to the problem of powers being too big you don't want to write stories where everyone has superpowers superman i've always actually found very boring because at the end of the day they've put his upper limit so high that he just can't be beaten if he just can't be beating beaten what's the point of superman uh platinum kryptonite gives Kryptonian powers to humans permanently. So if you gave put platinum platinum kryptonite under my pillow, I would suddenly have superpowers like Superman. Permanently. Uh, this is a way to create new Supermen, which would actually be an interesting thing because then Superman suddenly is not special. Uh, talking about special, I actually had a, a thought, like because we just had the Olympics. In a world where superheroes exist, elite athletes are almost meaningless. So all that stuff you saw in the Olympics that was crazy, that's nothing compared to what a superhero can do. So the Olympics now have no meaning, which is an interesting thing. There's actually, there's less reason for humans to strive to be great because most superheroes, their powers are innate and they don't have to train for them which to me would be another interesting element of a comic. Uh, Don't give them peak superpowers inherently. Make them have to train and work for them. It would actually be an interesting way, A, to teach kids that if you work harder, you can improve. There is a weird appeal to having an inherent ability that we want. Because then we want to think like, oh, I just have to, you know, get the right combination or wait for the right day or something will happen. And then I personally will have superpowers uh, and I can I can be great. The Force had this potential, and I think they messed it up with the new movies, uh, where if you trained, you could get stronger in the Force. And I always liked the idea of someone having trained one aspect of the Force more so they were better at that. So I, I apply this again to sort of judo because that's how I process all information. I was really good at foot sweeps So I worked harder on foot sweeps because I could use them in tournament. So my foot sweeps got even better. My shoulder throws were relatively weak. Because I'm tall, I have to get lower. It takes more time. People can actually read that move. So I didn't practice that. I was worse at it. I never went to the ground. I didn't do a lot of wrestling. My coach got annoyed by this because he's like, you know, this is a really important element. He made me train on the ground. So exclusively judo wrestling for one year. And he said, I wasn't basically allowed to stand up and fight except for the training activities for a year. But by the end of that year, I was really good at groundwork. And I started using it tournament. Two years later, after that experience, I was winning significantly more, like 50% fights on the ground as I was standing up. Whereas I was losing more fights overall before, but I was winning them all standing up doing my foot sweeps. Now I was winning more fights overall because I could win Standing up and on the ground. Never really did get good at the uh, full shoulder throws and stuff like that. Uh, But I have a short torso and long legs. I was working to my strengths. But the idea of like in the force or superpowers, if you could train them to make them stronger, then it would be your force of will becomes the thing that makes you powerful. So the hero with the most willpower becomes the strongest hero. Uh, and that is actually kind of more interesting because then they would struggle with, I'm weak in this way. Can I make that stronger? I'm strong in this way. I will keep working on that and rely on it, but you can rely on it too much so that other people can start to read it and know about it. Then they can start to counter it. That's a, a very real problem you have in fighting sports. Uh, white kryptonite kills all plant life, regardless of origin. Okay, fair. Um, cryptomites. Living beings composed of various forms of kryptonite. I assume they just have different effects. It sounds like they're actually uh, metachlorians from Star Wars, which is, was lame when it came out, so I don't know why you'd copy it. Uh, black kryptonite, first seen on TV Smallville, the only time it was ever used on Clark in the season four episode called Crusade, when he was reprogrammed as kal L. So basically it has the power to wipe your brain. And you can be reprogrammed. Martha Kent placed a chunk of black kryptonite given to her by Dr. Swan's assistant, Bridget Crosby, on his chest, and the two personalities physically split. Uh, So he had in him Kal-El and Clark Kent, and they split into two different physical bodies. So that's a lot more uh, than just affecting your brain. Clark then used black kryptonite to eliminate Kal-El. So he killed, I assume eliminate means killed, or reabsorbed him back into his body. That is messed up. It has artificial synthetic kryptonite, so that's going to be very specific things to try to get very specific results. Silver kryptonite. In Superman's Pal, Jimmy Olsen. Terrible title. Silver silver kryptonite is part of a joke played by Jimmy to celebrate Superman's silver anniversary. It does not have any powers. It's just a prop. So that was pointless. Purple kryptonite. An early appearance of Kryptonite Adventure Comics number 171. The Kryptonite that appeared was purple, but it acted like green. Some speculate that purple may have been an incredibly rare version of Kryptonite that disappeared, but the chances are this is like unlikely, as most likely because of a writer's indecision over color or a coloring error. One of the things I learned about uh, the Hulk is they chose green because it was one of the cheaper inks. So it wasn't really supposed to represent as much as people like read into it. Uh, it was just like, oh, this is the ink we have. Let's use that. Uh, then it gets into sort of just getting into the silly stuff. Kryptonite X or cryptic, crypticium. Professor Hamilton coined the term to refer to a change that occurred when kryptonite that the cyborg Superman blasted the eradicator with it when it passed through the ladder and struck Superman. Instead of being lethal, it restored Superman's power. So then we get to the things are not permanent in comic books. Unfortunately, It also apparently clung to him and caused him to absorb solar energy at a rapidly accelerated rate, eventually causing his powers to go out of control and his body to build more mass. Superman was purged of it after battling the parasite, not to be confused with X-cryptonite. Kryptonite. is so convoluted to get to these points. That is actually sort of the problem. Slow kryptonite is a variety of kryptonite produced by metallo, that affects humans. Why it is called slow kryptonite is because the rays sent out by a normal kryptonite are fast, high frequency, and synced with the accelerated kryptonian body. Slow kryptonite, which releases slow rays, is synced with a slow human body, allowing it to affect it. So that's actually talking about the stuff that can affect humans. Uh, kryptonite Plus sounds like an energy drink. It was a batch of 30 or so multicolored stones that were left behind by aliens who said that they were kryptonite plus or ultra kryptonite. They were actually Tychron stones. Uh, I think we're getting to the point where I'm actually losing interest. Bizarro red kryptonite. You want like a, a convoluted thing. The variety affects humans the same way red kryptonite affects kryptonians. So you could turn into a dragon if you have bizarro red kryptonite. Uh, I'm actually going to skip a lot of these. Ah, purple spotted kryptonite, a fake kryptonite in the Crypto the Super Dog cartoon. This variety made crypto chase his tail. That's just a cute joke. I'm okay with that. Uh, bizarro white kryptonite. I'm not going to do the bizarro ones. Opal kryptonite. You can tell they've run out of colors. Is a synthesized version. I actually don't like the synthesized stuff, but okay. That was created by Terrence Sloan on Earth 2, which can apparently drive kryptonians temporarily insane. Uh, red kryptonite, you roll the dice, it could do that too. Uh, opal kryptonite can only work for a short time, however, and will eventually burn out and turn into an ordinary stone after a certain amount of time. Does it burn out when it's being used on kryptonians or does it just burn out because that's actually a problem periwinkle kryptonite so you can tell they've really lost it in the tiny titans which a lot of this is stuff jokes so if it's in the tiny titans continuity brainiac hit superman with periwinkle kryptonite ray it turned his skin and costume periwinkle and caused him to briefly charm lois lane with a ch- his charm and dance skills so it made him appealing is what you're actually saying Later that day, Lois used a piece of the physical periwinkle kryptonite on Clark Kent, achieving the same effect. So basically, yes, it made him charming in an interesting way. Last one, Amber Kryptonite, a last 52 multiverse iteration of Lois Lane, had used an unheard of kryptonite form to transfer her world's Superman abilities to herself before killing him. She would go on to take said pieces of kryptonite and hand them out to like-minded anti-meta-constitutes whom she would turn into an army to wage genocidal war on the supers. Ironically, turning herself into super person and making more super people to wage war on super people. Perhaps not seeing the irony that was laid out in front of her, as we all do, blind to the effects of our own hubris that would be a good sentence to finish on uh i almost am tempted to go get the pink the pink kryptonite is what set all this off i'm tempted to go find it and read it but then i know it's not going to do anything because it's a throwaway joke there is stuff to explore here and they're not doing it well and that might be one of the problems of comic books which is probably why i was never into them because I bet the comic books I would like would have one picture with half a page of text or explanations or things like that. Uh, And that's maybe not what people who are into comic books are actually into. It's weird because I actually think this is where manga in some cases could be superior because they do take the time to explore the effects of stuff over time. And that might be why manga has gained broad appeal. It has the stories where everything's just like really simplistic and it's just A, B, C, D, you're finished. But it also has a lot of stories where they have effects and those effects are traumatic and they last over. Uh, One of the appeals of Iron Man to me was uh, Iron Man 3 wasn't a good movie, but him suffering basically from PTSD was really interesting and how him trying to deal with that and him trying to become the hero he wanted to be or whether he wanted to be a hero at all, which is cool. I, I do like the idea of them just walking away from it. But I think maybe we have exhausted the interest of Kryptonite and therefore should finish now. Uh, We will not be revisiting this topic. This will not come back like it would in a comic book. It will be dead permanently. And by permanently, I mean forever, not just come back later, which is what they would do in a comic book. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google, Spotify or anywhere you get podcasts. You can also watch on YouTube slash Velocipodcast or streaming on twitch.tv slash chunkmicbeefchest You can find Ninja News Japan on Facebook. Send questions or comments to speakpipe.com slash Velocipodcast for your first step to fame. Not the good kind, the fleeting pointless kind. Link in the description. Check out all the podcasts in the Velocipodcast family. See McBee, Ninja News Japan and Daily Affirmations Weekly. Can the machine say kryptonite? Kryptonite wouldn't have any effect on Peter because he has already achieved peak sexiness. Sexy out, homies. It said kryptonite really, really well. Wow, that's great. I'm going to try to throw more fictional words in there and just see what comes out. So I guess you can expect that in the future.